What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hot car? Get a fresh pet in that. It's going to melt. <laughs> I've seen what happens to dogs. <laughs> Hello, everyone. G'day. Welcome to... G'day. Welcome to the Rooting Around podcast with me, Kevin, you... G'day, Tom. You, Ed. And this episode is Australia themed. So we all have our stabbies. Um, and at the beginning of this, Ed informed us that we're not allowed to swear properly, but we're going to really struggle in this episode because Australia. Um, so, yeah, Australia. Have you been? I've been twice. You've been twice? Yeah. Where did you go? Sydney uh, and New South Wales in general. Right. Um, what did you do? Why were you there? My first time was just like, stayed there for like a couple of days on the way to New Caledonia. When did you get... We'll have to do a New Another Caledonia episode, yeah. episode yeah. <laughs> Where's New Caledonia? South Pacific. It's part of Australia. It's like some far-flung island in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's a French island. Well, it's complicated. Like all France stuff. Yeah. So you so you stopped over in Sydney for a couple of days. Yeah, I think actually how, might have been just a day. Like sixteen maybe, and then I went again like three years ago, twenty nineteen, two years ago. So I stayed in Sydney. I, I can't remember. I want to say it was just a day, literally just because we were there and we thought might as well go around the city and go see it. Um, and then the second time was. Landed in Sydney and then drove all the way up to the border with what's the other state in the north Queensland maybe yeah. I don't know uh, I yeah north of yeah Queensland yeah so did all that that coast in like two weeks it was pretty good is that a cold coast I don't know my geography of Australia is terrible all things considered um, with Amanda being Australian um, yeah. where's she from Victoria like Melbourne. Um, yeah, which is a lovely part of the world. Technical difficulties. Here. And we're back. Maybe. So, Ed went to Sydney. We found out that my girlfriend Amanda is from Australia. Um, and this was news to all of us. Yeah. Yeah, we... we it's not obvious at all that she's Australian. Um, Are you joking? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. Very but, Australian. But you said that with such a straight face, I thought you actually... Yeah, she's very Australian. Yeah, very Australian. Um, though I've done my best to try and get her to... Um, was it? Not acclimatise, but... Um, where? Oh, God. Words. Something about a foreign person acclimatising to the country. Can't remember what. I really, because Integrate? In, yeah. I mean, I think... Assimilate. She she That's has the word. She, I think she has assimilate. She's yep. she's sort of lost her Australian mentality to a degree. Yeah. And just retained the voice, which she's is way less racist than she was. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Not completely unracist because it, you know it's a process. Yeah, <laughs> it's a process of elimination. That's what mm. she calls it anyway. <laughs> oh, no. oh no. She's not racist. She isn't. Um, She's actually a lovely person. She is. She's to great. To all our viewers out there. She's uh, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, but that that's taken me to Australia. 
and immersed me in Australian culture. How many times have you been? Twice. Three times? Twice? I feel like Kev's, <laughs> Kev's experience of Australia is very, will be very different to mine. And I've been to Australia once, a right. um, long time ago. And obviously Ed's been, and we, we both went in like, in like different capacities. Mm -hmm. So I suppose it's the same with going to, going to any country. Like, yes, we've seen the touristy things and we've, and we've gone to like some parts, which would be more sort of, I don't know, like in, within that very specific tourist setting. Yeah. Whereas you've gone. Plopped into the middle of the yeah. suburbs. With a local. With a local. Um, who they they all think she's English when we go over there. They're like, Where are you where are you two poms from? Pom is something that we definitely need to talk about because we've had conversations about this at length. So Pom, there is a few theories about what it means. So Pom do you do you know what Pom is? It's no, a bit of a yeah. it's what Aussies call British people. Okay. Um and it is almost a term of endearment. But it feels when you get called yeah, upon, it, feel, it feels rude. It's a little bit feels mm -hmm. a bit sharp. Um, I'm sure they they say it's 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 a term of endearment, but it's like yeah. a term of endearment which has just a little bit of malice in it. Yeah, yeah. it's got got an edge to it. And there's a few theories as to what it means, but there's no one clear thing. And Pom could be prisoner of Her Majesty, which the irony of Australians calling British people prisoners of Her Majesty, <laughs> and you know, being essentially a a large open prison. I thought I thought it was it was prisoners of Mother England. Oh, and that. like, and I, it was meant to sort of demonstrate that they've been freed from British control. Right. Okay. But and again, then there's also their skin gets burnt really easily, and they look like pomegranates. No way. Yeah, and that is true. Yeah. Our skin oh, okay. does get burnt very easily. Yeah, it does. Um. Something that brings us back to Bristol, actually, and talking about Amanda again. So it turns out Amanda's grandmother is from Bristol, um, and they left in the 50s. Um, and as they were leaving, it was the £10 POM thing. We pay a tenner and you go to Australia or you go to Canada, um, and they sail all the way there. And they got to the harbour. There was two queues. One was for Australia and one for, for Canada. And the queue for Australia was shorter, so they went to Australia. That was I mean, how that all went. The weather's just, nicer. Sorry? The weather's nicer. Well, it wasn't because of that. It was just because the queue <laughs> was shorter. And the weather is nicer. It depends on what you think is nice. Oh, true. It is awfully hot over there. Last time we were out there, it was forty-seven degrees one day. But then forty-seven. Yeah, it was awful. What? Yeah, that's. I'm not like lying. Three times what we have in Bristol on average. Sorry, <laughs> it's like three times what we have here yeah. on average. Yeah, it was. It was awful. Uh, sorry, you were saying. And I'm sure it's something we'll get to later when we start talking about about animals. Um, uh, there have been like terrible forest fires yeah, yeah. all across Australia. I'm guessing it's every year most of Australia's on fire and yeah. just getting worse and worse and worse. Um, that's when we were there and that's partially why it was so hot. So there was just like, it had blown, it was, I think they were about 150 miles away. Um, and it was, it was really warm and um, 
uncomfortable and you could smell smoke in the air and, and stuff like that. Did it have that sort of haziness? Yeah, yeah, mm. there was there was one or two days where you couldn't see the end of the road kind of thing. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, it was awful. Like um, a, a match or something just falls on the ground and it's so dry and so hot, it just... Yeah, it's nuts. Like, if you get caught throwing a cigarette butt on the floor out there, there's enormous fines for it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's bonkers. Um, but a slick transition to animals... Uh, and nature there's so there's a lot of species of plants out there that can't germinate unless they're set fire to legit <laughs> makes sense Seriously. it so, makes, a lot, it makes sense. a lot of sense yeah, yeah. yeah but still <laughs> so it like clears the way and then sets sets off and they like explode as well so they they build up and and pop and there's um there's a few species of uh birds of prey out there that are called fire, like they're uh, brown falcons and black kites. They're not, you don't need to know that, but they're called um, firebirds because they've been seen picking up sticks and spreading fires. So it should find flushes, them. Out, flushes out predators. They should find the birds. They haven't got any pockets. Oh, that's yeah. the biggest problem here. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I'm sure yeah. you could set up some sort of bird credit system. Maybe. They wouldn't need pockets. Yeah, but like a little chip and pin <laughs> inside them. <laughs> Australians are pretty good at trying to control animal animals, though, because one thing that I, that I find so interesting about Australia is the dingo uh, fence. Oh, the the rabbit proof fence. It's called the one that goes all the way. Yeah, across. it's like yeah. five thousand six hundred meter uh, kilometers. Yeah, yeah. That's like so long. That's like longer than Europe. It's, it's so long. Bonkers. It's the longest fence in the world, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Fuck just you, to, Trump. Yeah, have that. It's easy. Just to keep, like, dingoes out. And stuff yeah. Wasn't there also... And I, I don't... I know... I didn't prepare particularly. I, I watched... Like, in preparing for this <laughs> podcast, I was watching a few YouTube videos, and I turned one on, and I was listening... I was like... It was some, something on the lines of 10 Australia facts or 15 facts about Australia. Just because I was... I, was, I did it for the Luxembourg episode... And I'm not going to lie to you, I felt powerful. You know, yeah. I was talking you about, knew a lot. Yeah, I was about talking about how much the moon you want to own, etc. <laughs> and do the same with Australia. I'll be, I'll be ready. And I started listening to it, and obviously the guy was American, because not wishing to besmirch Americans, you know nothing about global geography, um, which is quite bad, because I'm going to demonstrate how little I know about Australia. Um, but he was talking, and it was something like, he was saying that Aborigines had been on the continent for... 60,000 years mm-hmm. and then he was like imagine being 10 years old and t- you think like 100 years is a long time imagine t- multiplying that by 60 or by 600 and I was like am I listening to a kid's infotainment video <laughs> so I listened to it well embarrassingly quite a lot more of that because <laughs> I went to then um and then I then I sort of saw like okay I'm not I'm not listening to this this child's video anymore I'll find a new one and there's there's this YouTube channel I've accidentally listened, I've listened to it twice actually. The first time was for the Luxembourg. <laughs> and it comes is it on. Tom, Tom is powerful YouTube.com. No, no, it's, it's not. Um, for that is coming soon. It's just me um, walking up to strangers and saying I'm powerful. Um, it's like, it's um, again an American YouTube channel uh, that is, I don't know who it's aimed at, but it's got this, you know, those sort of really annoying, 
happy, entitled American female hey voices. Guys. No, no, no. California. No, like, okay. I, can't, I can't do American accents, and I wish I could. It's like, like for the, all of the future billionaires. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> what are you going to tell me about Australia? And they're like, it's got loads of gold. I'm like, oh, no, next. So, I'm, so I have to apologise. I know we've, we've already gone quite a way into this podcast, but I'm woefully underprepared and relying on... But you tried. Four minutes of YouTube does not a summer make, my friend. That's what Aristotle said. Um, <laughs> um, and I'm just going to re- be relying on basically third-hand knowledge through Kev. Nice. Amanda. Yeah. We'll, we'll just let, let Kev talk because he clearly knows more. Well, it will just end up uh, an animal podcast. Um, and me saying that lots of Australian people are fat. Um, really? They, really? Are. They, they are. Really? I thought they were... They're really fat. They don't walk anywhere. Everything is so far. I've well, well I've seen I've seen Neighbours, the documentary series. Yeah. And uh, I can't pronounce it right. Hame and Awai. Yeah, that's how they pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> Ed looks glazed. I don't know what you're talking about. Home and away. Two they're basically the Coronation Street and East Enders of oh, Australia. Okay. Must be special. We didn't talk about Luxembourg ish. Soap operas. Was that the correct noun? That adjective. Yeah. Luxembourgish. Yeah, we went yeah. through this. Yeah. Luxembourgians. Well, there, uh, there's not that many, to be fair. I don't think, I mean, like sitcoms and stuff. No, like soap operas. Like, but there's, you, you realise it's a country the size of Bristol. Like, yeah, but you still have a TV channel. Yeah. They made skins in Bristol. Yeah, I know. That. That's yeah. pretty cool. Wow. So there's there's no sitcoms, but there, well, well I there, there's, call it like, a sitcom. there's a couple of things, but I mean it's not nothing like actually there's something on Netflix, um, that's actually Luxembourgish. It's called Capitani. It's, is, it, uh, is it about bankers? No. It's about yeah. moon mining. <laughs> no. <laughs> so two only subjects we have. No, it's um it's a police like. Is a, it about that weird pork dish? <laughs> 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 it's a detective like investigating like a murder or something i didn't watch it the only murder that's ever happened in luxembourg it is like literally that they really milked the fact that luxembourg's tiny it's like a tiny village but there's like one murder i watched like three episodes and then i kind of forgot about it but it's actually it's not that it's bad it's going to be one of three people <laughs> ah, that's not us it's him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Back to Australia. <laughs> now you're done like slating Hom- Luxembourg. Hom- Homay and Avai. Yeah, Hom- Homay and Avai. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... None yeah. of those guys are fat. Well, Toadie was fat. Was he? But Toadfish, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Then he slimmed down. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to walk. Gastric bypass. Ah, right, yeah, that'll do it. It's really not something I noticed. Because, like, everyone I saw was, like, you know, going to the beach and surfing. Like, ah, I mean, I go it, to the suburbs. Yeah, I mean, I did go to like you know, drove along the coast for like two weeks. So, yeah. you're gonna. But I thought most people look pretty fit, like pretty, pretty good shape. Yeah, pretty good shape. Yeah, the it, uh, yeah probably, probably a lot of skin city, cancer, but there is so much skin yeah. cancer as well. Loads of obesity and loads of skin cancer. And, and the problem, and the problem, um, not shops. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like on every street. And the problem, the problem when you're fat. Is that you've got extra skin, so there's more chance of cancer. <laughs> there's so much skin, yeah. Um, I, I must admit, I'm shocked by you saying there's a lot of fat people in Australia. Yeah, they don't I mean, walk anywhere. <laughs> and when you said it, I assumed you meant, and 
I'm going to turn to the camera for this. Um, this is not meant to be any type of stereotype towards people from Southeast Pacific Islands, but aren't Tongans and Samoans, don't they have some of the highest levels of mm. obesity because of the, like the diet, yeah. mainly? But you mean like Australians. Australian, Australian. Yeah, big old, big old fetties. You mean, Just a lot of barbecue. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for example, they, had, they have drive-through everything. We went through a drive-through pet shop. What? No. No. Yeah. But they don't eat the pets. They no, they don't eat the pets. So because they have to chase them. <laughs> um, but yeah, drive-through pet shops. How, um, how does how does that even work? Okay, so I'm can I'm a bird place. <laughs> I'm going to be in the car. <laughs> I'm driving up. So do I drive into the pet shop or is it a window? No, you drive in. What? Then what do you do? It's like a warehouse but filled with pet stuff. And then where do you park? In, inside, you just get out and then say, can I have this? Oh, yeah, I'll go and get this. And then you just have to carry it from the shelf to your boot, which is like... But is that, is that not in some ways practical? Because you don't, like, you don't have to park outside, your car doesn't get hot. Hot car, get a fresh pet in that, it's going to melt. Mm. I've seen what happens to dogs. It, it is practical. It is practical, but it's also fattening. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. You burn way less calories with less work. You need to shape up Australia. But they do have good food. Do they? Do they? they yeah. They do. They've it's got like, not something I noticed. The snacks. The snacks out there. You've got Tim Tams. I've had Tim Tams. They're, they're Tim overrated. Tams? I'm sorry. Whoa, to all Australians you shut your goddamn mouth. For one, uh, you have, well, you have, have I, a pork dish in Luxembourg. I'm not comparing it. I'm just saying <laughs> biscuit-wise, it's just not that special. What are you comparing it to? It's better than a penguin. I think we can it's, a more, it's a more structurally sound penguin. Yeah, you can do a Tim Tam Slam. Did you do a Tim Tam Slam with it? I'm not sure. Well, that's why. That's why it wasn't you very good. are not fit to comment. <laughs> so, I'm talking about taste here. Tim Tam Slam. You've, you've got a wide range of Tim Tam flavours from ones that I can't remember. Um, but they're You know your, your stuff here. Yeah, there's like there's too many. There's to too remember. many, but they're you know chocolate biscuit about yay big, but a Tim Tam Slam you need a cup of tea for, and you bite a corner off each each end, and then you suck the tea through the Tim Tam, percolates, and mate. it melts inside the Tim Tam, and then you just all in one go, and it is an explosion of chocolate deliciousness. Mm. Would you be able? That to do actually it? sounds good. It is. It's it's divine. Do they have tea with milk there? Yeah. They, they, um, they love tea with milk out there. Um, but they're also the inventors of the flat white, apparently. They love coffee there. They do. Like, coffee yeah. is amazing. I saw that Starbucks had a few shops and they closed most. In Melbourne. In Melbourne, maybe. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, because there's so many independent coffee mm. shops, no one was interested in Starbucks. Yeah, there's, oh, there's this one road that, um, that, that they say that's where the flat white was created. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but it's like bang in the middle of Melbourne and it's like a row of really nice coffee shops and breakfast bars and, and stuff like that. If you go to Melbourne, go to the street that we don't know. Yeah. And um, have a flat white. Fun fact about Melbourne, it was going to be called Batman. Is that... Who decided that, that was a 10-year-old? After, named after like Mr. Bateman? Something like that, yeah, probably. I don't uh, know why, okay. but there's a, a street called Batman Street. 
and it was going to be called Batman. And why did they choose Melbourne? Don't know. Probably should like, learn more mm. about that fact. Really, I just <laughs> I was just told, oh yeah, this place was going to be called Batman once, but it wasn't called Batman. They just called it a big row, Batman. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're you're full of um, lies with uh, Tim Tams. If you look at just the biscuit itself, without like sucking tea through it and stuff like that. <laughs> whatever you do your you weird broad, things broad in your mind you do Ed, with you biscuits know? if you eat the biscuits the biscuit is not as special as, as people make it sound so so in in your biscuit hierarchy Ed talk us through so but let's score score the Tim Tam out of ten seven just enough that's a, that's a high score that is, well it's, yeah but it's, it's not like the best though. So, uh, people so make what, it sound so what's, like it's the what's best. better than Tim Tams it depends on the situation here. You've right, let's talk about the this. Head. The best biscuits I've had, and this is not just about the flavour here, is for example in like in in eastern like in ex-Soviet countries, there's shops, just normal grocery shops that have a wall full of biscuits, and then you just like pick you know pick a few, put them in a bag, and just weigh them and pay like that. These are so like. They're quite bland. They're not amazing biscuits, but the experience <laughs> is great. But when because... I'm talking about the experience, because then you can include that with the Tim Tam yeah, Slam. Yeah, but I didn't, I, I didn't know that <laughs> Tim Tam Slam was a thing. All I did was buy Tim Tams in the Aussie shop and be like, hmm, this is disappointing. The double dip ones are, are, are amazing as well. They, they double dip the chocolate and it's thicker. It makes the, makes the Australians fatter. Fair, yeah. Um, what is your favourite biscuit? While we're, while we're I think hobnobs. Hobnobs? Chocolate covered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's one for you. So, when you eat a chocolate covered hobnob, do you have chocolate side up or down? Down. Chocolate on the tongue. I'm... I had a debate. With I've never, I've only really recently had the debate, and I've never it's had it. My life. I've never had it any other way. It's always chocolate up. What? Literally, Google it. It's wrong. Is that? Is it that, is. is there a I, way I to promise. Use Apparently, yeah, 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 there is. If you Google last, it, yeah. you'll find out I, that I once, chocolate bottom, which once, makes sense. I once, I got given the DVD. I imagine it was pirated from my first ever Russian teacher, and it had loads of old Soviet cartoons on it. And there was one about a cat and a dog. No. Or some some animals, I don't know. And this little dog was teaching this cat how to eat a sandwich, um, <laughs> as you do. And it was like, but like a Russian sandwich, like an open sandwich. So it was like a piece of bread, slapped a bit of whatever horrible sausage on it, and then sounds good. The cat went to put it in its mouth with the filling facing up, as you would do. And dog's like, no, 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 turn it upside down, eat it that way. And then the thing hits your tongue first. That's yeah, that's the chocolate. The, and that's how you I, I deal to with it everything. Assumed what is this Soviet nonsense? <laughs> but all, all, some stuff all along. This is how you meant to. I've all right. When I get home, uh, who knows when we'll record the next podcast? But in the future, I will try this upside down. We should have a biscuit or podcast. correct way up. The audio biscuit. would be yeah, horrible. Yeah, it would be great. Just us gorging a world on tour biscuit. of biscuits. I like. Oh, that's a, that's a good idea. A biscuit too. world tour. All right, mm. are we in? Yeah, I'm in. Cool. All right. Start with ten times. Start with Tim Tams. Because that's the only thing they have. 
No, no, it isn't. More than that. <laughs> no, it isn't. Cherry ripes. <laughs> Cherry ripes. Trigger you. <laughs> I'm, they have great snacks. They also. Um, but you, you said earlier that you claimed that they have great food. But yeah. apart from the snacks, they just chuck everything on the barbecue. And that, they have good breakfasts. Like they, I like their culture of breakfast and coffee in general. Yeah. But it's That's, not like specific food. It's like just your, you know, international breakfast, like you know, avocado on toast and mm. stuff like that. It's, but it's good. Think, but it's nothing. Australian Australian like fine dining is sort of elevated immigrant food. Like, yeah, like yeah it's, it is. It's, it's a big, seafood. big, huge mishmash, like full of Italians. Um, really, really good pizza out there, and the pizza costs like four quid for for a big large pizza whereas you get an australian over here and they're like i'm not going out for pizza because it costs too much because it is quite expensive it is it's, it's too ridiculous expensive. i was talking to a guy from new zealand a few weeks ago as this podcast has de- sort of devolved into us talking about about food now yeah he said exactly the same thing as you because i i used to work in fact i still do almost have got away from the 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 exciting high stakes world of pizza delivery um that's when I thought I was out. They pulled me back in. Um, and he was like, it's too expensive. Like 20 quid for a pizza. Like, and then you think about it, like, oh, it's too expensive. It's just a bit, a bit of dough with some sauce. <laughs> just like, yeah. uh, like some of episode, just beans with meat. Dough with sauce. Yeah. They are bloody wonderful, though. Oh, they're good. I do love pizza. Uh, they do chicken palm. I thought that was a northern thing. Part of chicken Chicken parmo. Chicken parmo. Um, but it's big parma. You get palm out there. They have palm restaurants where they have like an entire palm menu. Isn't it just like regular food? <laughs> but the plate is just a chicken parma. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's a fantastic concept. <laughs> you have a Caesar salad. They do a good uh, full English breakfast palm. <laughs> How does that work? I don't know. I made it up. I'd like to. That's the thing, though. But all the all the barbecue stuff is good, though. Obviously, yeah, it's good, but it's it not is. like. And I I know that the last episode we were bashing Luxembourg cuisine, and I'm from Luxembourg, but it's not. It's similar to like America and Canada. It's not very creative. No. No, it's just isn't. your standard foods, and it's, and it's picked. But it's a very young country as well. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Like the house that Amanda and I first moved into in Bristol was older than Australia. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, a lot of things yeah. older than Australia. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, it's probably a tortoise that's older somewhere that's older than Australia. <laughs> there would be, there are some animals that would be older than Australia for sure. Um, <laughs> straight back to the animals. Greenland shark is the oldest, uh, lives the longest out of any vertebrate. This isn't a it's not an Australian animal. An Australian fact, but there is a dolphin and or whale, member of the dolphin family or the whale family, <laughs> that were that used to shepherd um, boats through a very narrow channel in New Zealand back in the day, mm. in the eighteen seventies or whatever. Um, and one day, some some people, whalers maybe or dolphiners, uh, tried to tried to attack it, 
And so New Zealand government enacted the world's first ever animal protection laws. Oh, shit. To, to have help the shepherding dolphin. Really? Yeah. Very nice. cool. Go New Zealand. But we ain't talking about New Zealand. Yeah. Not this time. <laughs> We're talking about Australia. Kev, I've noticed you've got a fantastic uh, vest. I'm sure the Aussies have a different word for vest. Than we singlet. A they sing- call it. A singlet. They have different words for everything. Yeah, yeah. they do. That's, that's something we could go into. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, a singlet. It's Collingwood, the Aussie rules football team. Go Pies. Go Pies. Um, the the team were forced upon me by Amanda's uncle Craig. I arrived and he basically handed it to me and he was like, "You're a Magpies fan." Yes, please. Sorry. Have you been to like the stadium to watch? No, I, I've, we've already already we've already um, uh, planned to go when we next go out there. But we've always been there in the height of Australian summer. So yeah, there's no. They only play in winter, annoyingly. Um, <laughs> Forty-seven degrees. Yeah, be killer. Um, have yeah. you ever watched Aussie Rules? Uh, I've never like watched a game or anything, but I've seen like clips and videos and stuff. It's pretty mental. It's pretty violent. Yeah. Yeah. Very Australian. Yeah. I, w- I went to a game when I was. I went to Australia about God, fifteen years ago, on a rugby tour in my with my old school. You played rugby. Yeah, I used to play rugby. Um, back when I was back when I was a chunky boy, um, and. Uh, we went to. We stayed in Melbourne. And we played a game against. I want to make this clear. I didn't go to a fancy posh school. We were like, oh, let's go on rugby tour. Play some like, play some oh, rugby. Go on rugby tours, <laughs> but I went to like a shitty South Wales comp, and they're like, oh, rugby tour is it, boys? And I was like, where do you want to go then? They're like, oh, I do want to deal down Australia, aren't I? Get get the sun vouchers out. <laughs> go in Australia. Um, so we went to Australia. And we played a few games. We went to to Melbourne. We played. We played Victoria State under 18s. That's a massive team. Well, surely. I don't know. No, because no one plays rugby union in Victoria. They all play league and what well, AFL and then league, mm. then union. Um, uh, Ed's just found out there's two types of rugby. No, I knew that. I, I work in sports broadcast. I know that. I don't play the Northern. I still don't really understand it. One is sevens and one is fifteens, isn't it? No, that is that is well, two versions of rugby union. I just lied then. Like, I know nothing about it, and I I'm a fraud in my job. And anyway, I, we went to the Telstra Dome, I think, which is like the big mm. stadium in Melbourne, and we watched the game all the way up in the rafters, just watching people apparently just kick and run a ball around a cricket pitch with no obvious reason. Looks like a Quidditch pitch. A few it? sticks and the... sticks at the end. Yeah, it really looks like a made-up like sport. They, they just they thought just we have to be it. different. <laughs> we have to create a new sport. It's really similar to Gaelic football. Don't they have a crossover game yeah. every year? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like half the pitches. No, yeah, is yeah, it half do. half pitch, half pitch, or I don't know. No way. Like they actually play. It's like if you played football on one side of the pitch and rugby on the other. That'd be great. What? They do that with normal rugby sometimes. There's like exhibition matches where like half the pitch is rugby union and the other half is rugby league. That'd be insane. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it really works that way. Imagine well. it with rugby and football players though. No, just, just kick the ball across the line. It's just like, bam! <laughs> but they, they definitely do a crossover game of, of Gaelic football and, and Aussie rules because they're really similar. You know, bounce the ball as you're running. Um, but yeah. Yeah. In fact, we were talking about it earlier briefly and... From what I understand, it was invented as a way of 
keeping cricket players fit in the off season. That's why it's mm, like rugby. Yeah. And I suppose there's some key cricketing skills, not the kicking bit, because I haven't kicked the ball in cricket. But but I mean, even here, in, <laughs> even here in England, like football players used to play cricket in the summer, and then you can say that cricket players used to play football in the winter. So it's not just like just to keep fit, I guess, because you can't do both. Cricket is a rubbish sport. It's mm. it's all. Uh, it's quite bad. It's so I used bad. to I used to play it, man. I liked it. It's probably fun then, to play it. To watch it, I don't understand it's, it's unless fun. you're on the beers or something. I've never watched a cricket match, so I'd like to because I want to get on the beers all day. Um, <laughs> I want a chance to relapse. Um, I play cricket. I used to I used to bowl. I was terrible at batting. And then one day I realised I was actually shit at bowling. And they stuck me out in the field with nothing to do for like three hours. And it was at that point when I knew that cricket was no longer my sport. But didn't you get to watch? Yeah. You just couldn't drink. This stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you were in stupid clothes and you couldn't drink. Yeah. And what type of sport makes you wear incredibly white clothes on, on, the, and also on the surface trousers that's in designed the summer. to make things green? Mm. <laughs> Grasses <laughs> designed to make things green. Stick that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Back to Australia. Back to uh, Australia. One, so last time I flew to Australia, I flew from London, from Heathrow. So obviously from England, uh, straight to Sydney. Direct. Well, I, I can't remember. No, probably not direct. Say, very fancy. Probably not direct. Oh, actually, I can't. Remember I think they that. may have only just done direct in the last couple of years, actually. I can't remember. It might have been direct. I can't remember stopping, but I must have stopped. Actually, no, I did stop somewhere. Dubai? No. That's a big one. No, I Singapore. stopped in... Um, oh, my God, where is it? It's like an airport Absolutely. that has... <laughs> no, it's like an airport that has... A, <laughs> no, <laughs> that has a, an indoor jungle. Singapore? No, I don't think so. It might be Kuala Lumpur. What do you want? What do you mean an indoor jungle? Like... Singapore definitely <laughs> like, has like an indoor. It's, it wasn't Singapore. You mean Singapore. a greenhouse? No, like literally, a jo- there's like a hole in the roof. Where is the, the rumble really in the well jungle? Now. Somewhere in Africa. It was quite a long time. I think. Manila, I was thinking of. <laughs> anyway, jungles in Philippines, eh? They do. Yeah, Maybe jungles in plenty of places. But anyway, that's not even the point. It's a long flight. Mm-hmm. And it was not direct, so it was like very long, like 24 hours. I don't know. Um, but basically, a very long flight from England, leaving from London, and finally arrive in Sydney after like you literally fly. You know, on, on those little maps you, you've got in the planes, you, you can see where you are. I love mm-hmm. that shape. And I saw, oh, we're over Australia now. That's perfect. It's amazing. Six hours later, it was still over Australia, nowhere mm-hmm. near like Sydney. It's mental how big it is. And you look at the wind, it's just like, the outback it just looks like waves of sand for five hours it's crazy it's so big and so this is the longest journey ever you land and the first thing you land the first thing you see when you land in sydney is uh you go over like a motorway um on the plane so and you see a sign that says newcastle <laughs> and i just thought that's the funniest thing go like, all the way around <laughs> and come back Literally travelled for like 24 hours to end up north <laughs> north of London. Like, Fog on the tain is all mine, all mine. Fog on the tain is all mine. Uh, yeah, it is a horrible, horrible flight. Uh, it's long. 
I feel sorry <laughs> because when I went, we stopped in Singapore. I actually played rugby against the Singapore Police Academy. <laughs> oh, that must have been easy. Whoa, that's 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 a racist. I almost did make an accident. I'm really glad I didn't. Um, <clears throat> Uh, it, it, we did, we did smash him, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it was, it was like a hundred percent humidity and like thirty-two degrees, and we we're just a bunch of pasty Welsh boys. Hundred percent. you're literally in water. I was, we were basically <laughs> underwater. Um, how much? Well, it was a lot of humidity. Hundred uh, percent humidity is a thing. Is it? Yeah. Is that not literally just? No, it's in the water, <laughs> in the air. You, you can get 100% oh, well, humidity, yeah. It was close to, if not above that. Um, <laughs> but I feel, in hindsight, I feel very sorry for the teachers because you had to, like, chaperone. I was I was in the younger group, so it was, like, 16, 17, 18, like the, six, like the people in sixth form, so doing A-levels, and then a couple of the kids doing just done GCSEs who were playing for the rugby team. So you, you basically had... Oh, and it was rugby and hockey. So... It was just like all the... Also a shit sport. Uh, well, they got sticks to hit people. Um, yeah. It was just like all of the jocks. No, I hate the word jock. I don't understand. Like, you know what I mean? Like rugby sports sport, boys. Sports, sports boys and sports girls. And all they wanted to do was fuck. Oh, sorry, sorry Ed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to beep so much. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, imagine, imagine, imagine being a school teacher and being like, oh, I get to go to Australia on this amazing, amazing trip. And then you're like, oh, I've got a chaperone. 40 horny Welsh children, like some sort of the worst part is the Welsh shepherd, but in a bad way, you're trying to prevent the sex. Sex shepherd, did you say? Yeah, <laughs> like an anti sex shepherd, like the Pied Piper. Of... But if the Pied Piper was trying to play music that would deliberately not make the mood good, like the opposite of Barry White, no jazz, yeah, no jazz. Oh, yeah, that sounds horrible. It must have been horrible. My my one abiding memory was trying to trying to buy fags because um oh, they're so expensive out there. Really expensive, and it was yeah. and it was eighteen. But luckily, I was, I was a large a large boy with long hair. Hello, I think, sir. I think at, <laughs> Hello, madam. <laughs> I think at that point, Australia clearly mustn't have got fat yet because I, I was definitely the largest thing around. Uh, yeah, Australia is full of fat people. Yeah. I'm really shocked by this by this fact. Yeah. I did. I really didn't notice that. One thing I did notice is that because I remember thinking that when I was there, there's no bold people. I can think of at least three. <laughs> it's a country of like I don't know, twenty-two million. Twenty-two million, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's only a little bit bigger than London's population, isn't it? About double, I'd say. Is it? But it's a whole country, which is yeah. Awesome. Isn't it the most sparsely populated? No, that's Mongolia. So I think it's the second most sparsely populated yeah. country, probably. It's the only continent without a volcano. What only is island. it? Well, yeah, yeah. No volcanoes oh. in Australia. Mm. Oh, one thing that's not trying to kill you. Yeah, Australia is home to nine of the ten world's most venomous snakes. Nice. Where's Where's the one? <laughs> Africa. Very Black lonely. Number. Yeah. What's the, so? What's the most deadly thing? Uh, in inland Taipan? I think it is. What is that? Is that a snake? Yeah. Oh, oh no, brown snake. Oh, is that not a snake? Um, <laughs> the I think it's the inland Taipan, or it's the brown snake that uh, 
Oh, brown snake is another. I, I thought you were describing the type pan. No, no, it's so another snake. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty savage. And they've got octopus that can kill you as well. Really? Yeah, blue ring octopus. Little, little tiny thing. My favourite thing that can kill you out there, though, is called an irritant. Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Diabetes <laughs> and the sun. <laughs> and birds throwing fiery sticks at you. <laughs> um, no, they've got... Um, it's mainly in the north. They're called Irukandji jellyfish. And they are a cubic centimetre big. So That's nothing. Yeah. And they're a type of box jellyfish. And they're the only animal that has a syndrome named after it. It's what called Irukandji syndrome. So it basically... You die by suffocating because you're... Uh, what's the um, thing that makes you breathe? Not your lungs. The muscle that Diaphragm. makes you breathe. Mm. Yeah. It basically... Your muscles shut down and you suffocate. What, specifically the diaphragm? Yeah. It's not the diaphragm. It, it's something that stops you from breathing, so you suffocate under your own chest. But one of the... It's not very nice, is it? One of the symptoms... <laughs> Scientifically and medically, is a feeling of impending doom. Wow! Sounds like, sounds like How do they know that? Because the scientists said. Yeah, but seriously, because all the people die, you can't. Not all not. of them die because you get help. But no, it's... because clearly you asked them before you die how you How'd feel. How do you feel? They're like, oh, <laughs> impending. <laughs> there's doom ahead. <laughs> yes, you're dying. That how would you sense. best describe this but... deathly feeling? Doomly. Yeah, but. <laughs> But all people who die, like. no one's like, if you're in the process of dying, you're never going to say anything that isn't impending to, maybe not those words, but well, really. Not if, you, not, if you're not, not if you don't realise you're in the process of dying. Yeah, you could just be in a lot of pain, but the, maybe the pain is so severe that it's, but yeah. The worst thing is that they're that big and they can go through the nets, the jellyfish nets that they have, and they're so small that they can... They can get in, I thought in 2021, net technology would have, <laughs> would have <laughs> shoot them out of the water, would have progressed. Like, where's that? Where's Australia's jellyfish Iron Dome? That was Israel Palestine. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Reference. Yeah. You wait till the Israel Palestine episode. It's going to be sick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that will be a good episode. Find out about all the famous biscuits, <laughs> human rights violations. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they do have good biscuits, though. They have good food over there. Have you been? No. But it's like uh, the Middle East and stuff. Like, I've been to Lebanon. It's not, You've been I was, to Lebanon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Save but, that for the Lebanese episode. There's a, there's a large Lebanese community in Australia. Oh, segue. Um, there is. Is there? Yeah. Affectionately known as Le- Lebos. Yeah. But then they put O after everything in Australia. Yeah, they, put, they do. They can't keep like words and names... The way they are, they have to change everything. Everything's abbreviated. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> I mean, it's fun. It's to be fair, so hot. It's really hot. <laughs> they <laughs> they don't want to walk far, so they don't want to talk very much. So everything's shortened, so they don't have to make as much effort, so they can eat as much food as they can. So they also, can get I suppose fat. when you're chewing, like round O <laughs> sounds are the easiest to vocalise. Yeah. Um, 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 yeah. Love um, um. 
we've attacked the Australians, but that's like 22, 22 million potential listeners, and you've basically told them they're fat for the last 30 minutes. Yeah, but the good thing is, because they're so immobile, they spend most of the time listening to podcasts. <laughs> Come get us. Uh, I say that as a God. as a fellow fat person that can't run very fast. Yeah, but you 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 do like training. And you're basically Australian. Basically, bush. Um, That's two beeps there. Thank you. I uh, know it was bush because it's <laughs> my sleeves. Literally, before I came in, I flexed and my sleeves exploded. This was a t-shirt. Actually, vaporized. Yeah. That's, that's quite yeah. <laughs> so I, I so fast. My eye, like, <laughs> But there's a lot of good Australian abbreviations. My favourite, I'm not sure what you would call them in Luxembourgish, but over here we call them strimmers. To, I don't know what so if you're, you mow the lawn mm-hmm. and then you have you to get, get the last the bits around the fence. Oh yeah, you've got this long... Zzz, yeah. That thing. Over here you call it a strimmer. Right. What would you call it in Luxembourgish? No clue. Okay. I literally have never... Cool. Are they called, they're called weed whackers in America. Weed whackers in America, and then in Australia, they call whipper snippers. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's amazing. Because they whip and they snip. <laughs> um, and McDonald's... Maccas. ...is called Maccas. And what, what the you... sign says Maccas. No way. No way. Really? Oh, with two Cs? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so bizarre. What really? do you call it? They call it McDo in Luxembourg. McDo. Yeah, well, the pe- yeah. That's like, the way you say it is the French way, but McDoor would be like, McDoor, yeah. That would be the Luxembourg way. So it's the same thing, but obviously pronounced slightly differently. I feel really bad now for some reason because... I went to so much effort. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I had Tom. I had elocution lessons. But that was good though, if you were trying to do the French version. I'm not sure if you uh, noticed in my latest message in our WhatsApp group, I did something that was quite annoying. That I, I wrote en route. Oh but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you, you said en route like a. Yeah, but I put O N, R double O T. Yeah, but that's like, it's not route. No, and route on en route is E N R O U T E. But I thought it was just a yeah. I wasn't triggered. I was being. Ah, oh, I thought you would have been no. slightly. I didn't notice. I thought it. I there like, would have oh, been okay, like a cool. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I imagine that's how you do it. Well. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> um, but if you'd said like on route, something like that, I would have been <clears throat> not letting you in today. Yeah, I don't know how I could spell route. I don't know either. How do you spell it? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I avoid it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't know where else we can go with Australia. Steve we- Irwin. The man was a god. Rest in peace, Steve. In I would peace. pull one out, but we're in a nice studio. Um, <laughs> don't, I don't want to pour out on the floor. Um, but I saw a video of him recently and I cried from watching it. What, what was he doing? He was, they were like, so you've got so much energy. When are you going to stop? And he was like, once I can get my kids you know, carry on and give the good message of wildlife, then I can pass the torch and I can relax. And then there's a video of his son on like Jimmy Kimmel or something spreading the good message of wildlife. And I was just like, well, it makes, I don't want, I don't want to get a little bit, you know, conspiracy theory about this, but I, I, and I I want to make this very clear to all of our listeners that none of this is confirmed and or true. It's pure speculation. What if it was an inside job in Stingray 
and the family. So the, son, the son's just signed over the deed to Steve Irwin's Wildlife Zoo Torch. Incorporated. Yeah. Um, wildlife <laughs> contents, one torch, <laughs> bracket, wildlife, <laughs> close bracket. And then he's on the phone to whoever, he's probably got some, he's probably got some sort of murky sea world connection. They're like, how do you want to take it out? Orca? It's like, nah, it's contrived. <laughs> Get the sting it's been done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make it a weird one <laughs> that everyone's scared of, but there's no reason for the, them to be scared of. But now there is. <laughs> like, and, and then it's like, yeah, I know, exact one. And calls up the Ray department. <laughs> Obviously, Ray picks up the phone. <laughs> yeah. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. It's, it's, it's just not impossible. That's it. No, it isn't impossible. Did you grow up watching Steve Irwin on like ITV? Um, kind of, yeah. I wasn't as obsessed with him. I kind of liked the whole like when people took the piss out of him. It was like, oh, I'm going to stick my thumb up its ass. That thing. Um, but I didn't really get into wildlife and into nature until I was 16 is he, plus. As, you're the person who has the closest connection to Australia out of all of us. Is Steve Irwin like, revered in Australia? He used to embarrass everyone. Is he more of an, like, an international celebrity yeah, for Australia? for sure. Like a Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Or a Rolf Harris? Yes. yes. Being yeah. on the shame of Hugh Jackman? No. no, no, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> no he's, he's the coolest man on earth. Um, he's the greatest showman, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they were all embarrassed by him, but now I think, now that he's dead, they're quite proud of him. Well, oh, that's um, convenient. Yeah. You know, he, do he dodged a bullet. No, quite the opposite. There's only so much you can dodge. Um, <laughs> I wonder what the feeling was after getting struck by the sting stingray, probably. Impending doom? Probably doom-like. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'd imagine so. I did see a stingray when I was out there. Do you, did you pet it? No. Oh. No, I didn't want to feel doom. Fair. Yeah. But the thing is that in the like Australia and other countries, also like thinking of African countries where there's like diseases like malaria and stuff, they know how to handle shit. Like if there's a problem, they know what to do. Take mm. someone to a hospital that has malaria or something. They'll give you stuff straight away and you'll be fine. Here, imagine if you, like... Well, well okay, Ed. Let's, let's park the fact that millions of people continue to die annually from malaria. But by this, we don't know what to do with this. If you're, if you're in an African country <laughs> as, as a rich white tourist, yes, you will get treated. Is that, is we that, know exactly that, what to do with him. Empty his pockets. What I was trying to say is, like, in Australia, they have all those dangerous animals, but they don't necessarily die that much. No, no, there's... Dangerous animals. No, not at all. You made my point sound horrible. I'm not a horrible person. <laughs> I was just trying to make a point. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed. No, you're, you're bang on there, though, because they have, like, to toxicologists that do loads of tests and, um, yeah, pretty... pretty dangerous shit out there but they know what they're doing and it doesn't stop people going in the water and it doesn't stop people yeah. surfing it doesn't people surfing with great whites underneath them regularly what's the, the 
animal you're most scared of in Australia? Like, um, if you were to go to Australia, like, tomorrow? Probably myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, probably myself. <laughs> um, I, I, honestly, for me, it would, it would be... Well, no, there's, there's two. I, spiders in shoes. I know that's not an animal. Yeah, spiders. Spiders uh, in general. The little fuckers that go... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the little... The little tykes who go inside your shoes. <laughs> um, yeah, they're apt. I, I, they're Things in the in toilets. Mm. Like if Crocodiles. you don't check and you go, Do you have to drop check the kids in, off their pool toilets. first. Yeah. What if you check your boots? Don't put your. Basically, the rule is don't put your hand in dark places in <laughs> Australia. That's fair. Um, which is a huge shame for you because I know that's your favourite thing to do. <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do, I do enjoy, enjoy it. <laughs> I do enjoy it a lot. Um, but I've I've fumbling around in the dark. So. It it depends on the situation. If I was you know plopped in front of a snake or something like that, I don't think I'd be like. But if I was put in a river next to a crocodile, it would probably yeah. be a crocodile. Yeah, crocodiles are pretty scary. Crocodile. Yeah. I was gonna say crocodile. I think yeah. they're just they're just absolute pieces of. Yeah, work. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 seen great whites out there. When when oh you went diving. you went saving um saving, saving Private Ryan saving. yeah you went swimming with sharks didn't you yeah like cage dive yeah that's the that best day of my life yeah yeah it was amazing I've been wanting to see him my whole life and finally saw him and it was sick how similar was it to the plot of the film Megalodon <laughs> exactly the same <laughs> Megalodon. Have you seen Megalodon? I haven't. It's actually called The Meg. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Apologies. Um, Shout out to Jason Statham. Which I didn't realise. He was in the Commonwealth Games. You yeah. never told me this. Olympic diver, 1990. Really? Yeah. And he's probably watching this as well. And you see it, you know. You see his diving skills in, um, in The Meg. Graceful. Just. Graceful. But his friction yeah. coefficient is... Dangerously low. Yeah. Straight in. And he can go up and down, holding his breath without dying. It's great. And he punches a shark in the face. Twice. With a with a knife. You kind of spoiled the film there. What what would you if I was <laughs> to say Jason Statham is in a film with a giant shark, what would you suspect the plot would be? Well clearly that he punched it twice with a knife. That's not the whole plot though. That's 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 just a plot point. Um <laughs> So yeah. proud. Yeah, Tom's right, actually. I don't want to know more. They've got a Shyamalan twist as well. Shyamalan twist. What's the Shyamalan twist? Don't say it. I've watched it twice. Yeah, but also... <laughs> so did he. <Shyamalan>. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> and people watching. There yeah, sorry. If, you, of people who if you're not... dying to see The Meg with, uh, with Jason Statham, Shout out to Jason Statham. Um, yeah, he's good at diving and fighting sharks. And saving lives. You and, know. and stealing hearts. And stealing hearts. Oh. He steals someone's heart. And yours. Straight out there. Yeah. He's, had, he's always had mine. <laughs> Megalodon. That's, uh, that's how, he, how he talks. Because Megalodon obviously was a prehistoric shark. And the Meg is set in our current world. Well, there's no prehistoric sharks. Because mm. we're not in prehistory anymore. No. We're not even in history that, anymore. We're in no. current. 
When we're but in like, the now. When you said that, that was history already. Whoa. <sighs> do you know what'd be really funny to do? Is he just looped back like five minutes on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, Jason Statham um and Sharks. But yeah, great great whites would be kinda were you, outside were, you, cage were you terrified? Did, uh, obviously, like I'm sure it's safe the environment. Cause there wasn't an ounce of fear I'm whatsoever. Sure smell fear. No, I know. Came over and they were like, hmm, oh, "He's not scared. Move up." Nah, <laughs> off we pop. No, not not one bit of fear. Um, so you must have been. You must have got into the cage. Do they put the chum in? Mm. Like once Before you're underwater. Oh, so you come how, out do, how does you... it work? So start from because I've actually never ever seen anything like it. I've just like drive a boat out no, no, before that you wake up <laughs> uh, no you know <laughs> you know the second you sign up you're told yeah. <laughs> you <can't sleep. laughs> you're in the cage um, yeah you go from the mainland out to this chain of islands called the Neptune Islands and they've got this massive cage that can fit like 10-15 people in it um, and Put a wetsuit on, you go in and they've got a regulator that comes down. Oh, okay. So it's not with like a snorkel or anything. And um, How deep does it go? Not deep at cage. all? You do that and your hands outside the water kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and... Do you yeah. stand at the edge? Like yeah. hold the... hold on to it. You stick your face right against it. Um, and the sharks don't want to like munch on your fingers and stuff? No. Okay. No. They're off the... Well, they, they have like a... <laughs> A big piece of bait that they bring and they pull it in when the shark comes close. Um, what is the bait? It's tuna, normally. Mm. So they basically they have, have like... tuna in Australia? Yeah. yeah. Oh. They have tuna in the UK. Yeah, no, I knew mm. that, but I thought it was more of like cold water kind of thing. The, the south coast of Australia is really cold because mm. the well, next island sense. over is the Arctic, makes Antarctic. Sense, and yeah, you get plopped in the cage and they chum the water and the sharks already know with the sound of a boat engine that there's there's mm. something there. Um, and then the sharks just come and pass and they were we were there for like three or four hours and normally people... You're under the water for three hours? No, no. So <laughs> normally there's like groups and you go down for like 30 minutes and then you come up. And it's quite a long time still. Yeah, it's wicked. Um, and... Normally it's people have been bought them for Christmas and it's like to conquer their fear. So they get in the water, they see a shark and then they get out. And they were like, well, we're going to be here for another two hours if anyone else wants to get back in. I was like, yep. So I stayed in for the entire time, basically. And just, and then there was one point, it was just me and this other guy in the cage. And I was just like sat on the bottom, like held onto the bottom of the cage and then held on and looked down. And then there was one point, a shark just like, came right up against the cage and like twisted last minute. You could see its eye checking you out and sick. It was amazing. Loved it. Would you do that, Ed? I think I would. I never really thought about it. I always thought actually it was probably quite weird for the animals as well. Yeah. So I've never really like thought about doing it myself. I think it's one of those things a bit like zoos where... It's a bit of a necessary, not a necessary evil, but just like it affects a small number of animals for the greater good. So did that, did that company have strong 
ties to um, like shark conservation. Yeah, yeah, so like a proportion of, the, of yeah. their profits or whatever went to protecting mm -hmm. sharks. I thought you were going to end that sentence with, has, did they have strong connections with sharks? And <laughs> just ended there. And they just like, phone them up. <laughs> yep, on my way. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's one of those things like zoos. Um, you can't really compare it to zoos though, because they are still wild. They're completely wild sharks, so, yeah. It just depends on like how they do it. You know, if they're really respectful and literally just use bait, then it's fine. But if they, you know, have other methods that are well, there's less there's another there's another um, there's another boat that just used chimes. They try and draw them in with chimes, mm. and they don't often see sharks. So. <laughs> Yeah. Is it cheaper? Yeah. No, I don't know. Um, How much was it, actually? I think it was like 300 quid. Per person? Yeah. Australian dollars or pounds? No, pounds. Oh. No. Maybe it's four fifty dollars so it was like 250 quid. It's once in a lifetime, though. I mean, yeah. It's probably I'd do it again. It's a long time. I, <laughs> once in a lifetime, I'd do it again. 100%. <laughs> I, I keep on trying to force Amanda to do what I want to do when we go out there. Well, if we're lucky in global warming, gets the oceans nice and hot, we'll be, we'll be setting up our own. Well, they've, they've been as far as France, they've, yeah. So, nice, so like another like, couple of years and, yeah. Mm. There's a, the quite often of you'll Cardiff. see like, um, like the Daily Mail and, shout out Daily Mail. Um, the Alpha Guest House of newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they, they post like danger killer shark seen in Cornwall but there's a few species of shark that look really similar to great whites that are seen in the UK nice yeah we get quite a few here what about you Ed what what animals obviously crocodiles oh, yeah. crocodiles terrifying what, what one if you saw in the wild would you absolutely um, well this is not Australia related yourself. but hippo if I was like in front of a hippo I'd, I'd yeah defecate on myself that scares them away, actually. Does it? Does it? No, anyway. <laughs> we just believe you because you're yeah, so yeah, that's, uh, that's how you do it. But Shout yeah. out to hippos. I mean, just hippos are just beasts. Biggest killer in Africa. Yeah. Apart well, from mosquitoes. Apart from and, <laughs> and humans. Um, yeah. But in Australia, I'd say, I don't know, there's so many videos of gross stuff, really, but I'd say, like, anything that's in the toilet, I'd be like, oh. Poo? I do not want to deal with it. Okay. Little brown fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, if there's like, imagine you go to Lou, you're just like really tired in the middle of the night. Just wake up and you're trying to not lose sleep. So you're kind of like pretending you're still asleep, but you know full well that you're not asleep, but you're just like trying to not become too awake. And then there's a spider like the size of your leg in, in the bowl. It's just not something I want to deal with. Well, you do. Yeah, you get huntsmen out there that are big. Flush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just... <laughs> what if it just <laughs> jumps on you? Oh. I don't even mind spiders. You need to have but... cat-like reflexes. Yeah, but spider-like reflexes. Again, this is like 4am trying to stay asleep. You need to have a constant state of heightened awareness. Yeah. And because I don't have that, that's the reason why I find it terrifying. Actually, I've got a story about spiders. This is, again, not Australia-related. We've been quite bad at this today. Mm -hmm. uh, but in, in Malawi, in Africa, I was 
go, we were driving. It was maybe, I was there for like two weeks Been or three Malawi. weeks. Malawi? Yeah. What are you doing there? That's how they say malaria in <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. We were just driving around, really, just south of Malawi, just exploring. From um, what? You started in Luxembourg and then... Well, no, like, <laughs> it's a long way. <laughs> how did we get here? But uh, we were the, the last day we drove from like the south to the capital city to catch a plane the next day. And uh, in my suitcase, or in my bag, um, I opened it in the hotel in the evening, like the air, next to the airport. And I'm, I really don't mind spiders in general. Like I'm not really scared of them or anything. But I opened the bag and there was a huge spider. And I just shot myself and threw the bag away. Did you? Did you did no, you, I did didn't. You actually no, 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 I, didn't. I would have said that in the pilot episode. But I didn't shoot myself. I would have liked to That's how you scare spiders away, shitting yourself. I once, I, <laughs> mine, again, this isn't Australia related, but I was, I, <laughs> I was on, um, I was in, where was I now? Nicaragua. And I was in a little hostel uh, in Nicaragua with my mate. And, uh, there was only us two in the hostel and this bunch of northern boys. I proper like, they must have been, they must have just been like discovering themselves on the gap here. They just sort of got away from the harsh streets of Bradford or whatever, wherever the, they'd come from. Um, but this, this, these northern boys in their room and then like in the morning we heard this massive scream and some guy like you had opened his wash bag and a scorpion had jumped out of it. Oh, horrible. He was just like, chilling. I'm a scorpion. Uh, well, you say hostel, Australians call them hostels. Yeah, this is weird. It really confuses me. What's wrong oh, with them? Yeah. They, they have a very good rebuttal. You don't call it a hotel. Shit, they've got a point. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I... Mm. Trying to think of other words that end in O-S-T-L that are pronounced... There's not many. <laughs> Apostle? Goth. Apostle? Hostel? No, it's Apostle. Oh, is it? Oh, so yeah. it's... Hostile. Yeah. No, because it's... No, I know. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Well... Maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe Australians are right. I, I was travelling with two uh, Australian guys a couple of years ago, and it really bugged me that. Every time I was like, why does he hostel? Am I... Because obviously English is not my first language. I was like, why is that correct? Wait, I swear it's hostile. But they're saying hostel, hostel. So what is it? And I was like, oh no. Obviously, Oxford English Dictionary is the is the top, top, top of English language. So you use that, and it's like, I win. Yeah. What, what about when they say the way they say data? Data. Data. Oh, yeah. And pasta. Oh yeah, as well. Yeah. Pasty is the one that upsets. Me. What? Yeah, you want to go get a Cornish pasty? No, oh, mate. No. no. <laughs> No, the worst is, how do they say root? How would they call this podcast? Rooting around. Right, yeah, that's but, fine. But wouldn't that's rooting fine. mean... I'm, like, I'm happy with Australia. Yeah, yeah, rooting in Australia. It's like, <laughs> ah, yeah, you're going to go rooter. Oh, no. Root means to copulate. Oh, my God. We've really alienated 22 million potential listeners here. No, that's what they say. They'll like that. Yeah, but maybe. Imagine you're an Australian. What's a typical Australian name? Keith. Yeah, Keith. You're Keith. You're at home. You're quite bored. It's eleven. Just come back you're from looking. The pet store. <laughs> you came back from pet store. You've got like a weird parrot. Um, 
doesn't you're looking for. <laughs> they're weird. Now you're alienating them. They're, they're doesn't have to be weird. British pigeons. Oh <laughs> so my god! a fortune off. <laughs> you're trying to find something to entertain yourself. You find a podcast. It's called Rooting Around. Get out the hand cream. They would. They would <laughs> probably Twice. think that it's a sexual podcast. Yeah. But we're not allowed to swear on a sexual podcast. So it's still a moment, they though. would be disappointed either way because. <laughs> Because we're offending some Australians. And we're definitely not talking about anything, well, if, if not someone's, much if someone's, if someone's daft enough to, to want to listen to a sex podcast, admit, like, we're not giving sexual... Well, what, like, what do they want? Are we like some sort of sex <laughs> sex advice podcast in their mind? Or are they like, oh, some, some, some juicy sex stories? Like, the like ones you read if in Zoo magazine. If they're asking that question now after listening to an hour of this... Then they were not really listening. Hey, tell us about your most exciting sexual experience for Australian listener. <laughs> Australian listener. listener. <laughs> Keith. Shout out to Keith. <laughs> Keith's not a magpie fan. He's, he no, he's off already. <laughs> Please, if your name is Keith and you're from Australian, listen to this. Message us straight away. Don't know what we'll do for you, but we'll, um, we'll get you. Um, and he'll tell you his best sexual story. And oh, we'll get you, really you one, one week. Half board at the Alpha Guest House. <laughs> I don't do all the best hostel in Bristol. Mm-hmm. And you Alpha can definitely do a lot of rooting around there. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of rooting that happens in there. Um, <laughs> almost none of it. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> almost no. none of it consensual. <laughs> <laughs> On that uh, note, um, where's next? Fellas? Yeah, where is next? I feel like we butchered Australia. So, should we? Should we keep it? Anglo speaking, or should we go a little bit further afield? I reckon you you were talking about Nicaragua earlier, weren't you? Is Ooh, there a yeah. lot to say about that? Because I know nothing, so I'd be keen I, to learn. I was there for all of three days, four days, a handful of days. The only thing I know about Nicaragua is a film called Carla's Song. I'm not even sure I know exactly where it is. I w- North of Costa Rica. I was going to say South Central America, El but... Salvador. Oh, El Salvador. nice. You, you, know, to... you know the word contador means accountant in Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> no. It literally yeah. means count, like someone who is counting. Yeah. Oh, you speak Spanish, don't you? You habla? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all I habla. I'm habla <laughs> Um Yeah, let's do, let's do Nicaragua. Cool. Yeah, perfect. I know nothing about it, so... I know not, not much about can, stuff in general, but... I can send you some childish YouTube videos at well. <laughs> I'll do my own research. Cool. And on that note, (laughs) see you all next time. Peace out. We interrupt this broadcast for a message from our fact-checking falcon. Earlier in the episode, we made a few statements that we weren't entirely sure about. So we're here to check our facts. Up first, Batman. Uh, So Melbourne used to be called Batmania, not Batman, after John Batman. Who, uh, he found the city in 1835, and then it was renamed Melbourne after Lord Melbourne, the Prime Minister of the UK. We also discussed animal-related deaths. It turns out that there were 541 deaths between 2001 and 2017. So that worked out as an average of 32 a year, and most of those were from mammals. We also lied when we said Australia was the second most sparsely populated country. It's actually sixth with nine people per square mile compared to Greenland at number one with 0.4 people per square mile. So uh, there's the fact-checking falcon. Cuckoo!
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days, like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.